woke up and I was like, I, you just slept for two days. I'm like, why didn't anyone wake you up then? I want to learn today, Rabbi Sai, from the parsha. Ari, I want to learn from the parsha about a day like today. And today is a day for a lot of high schoolers, a lot of guys, a lot of us are used to in places we're coming from. It is, there's a, there's a, America celebrates a holiday called Thanksgiving. And many guys are used to in their schools early dismissal. And here we are in Yeshiva and we're here. It's the afternoon, we're here right after Mincha, beautiful Rosh Chodesh Davening. And we're sitting down for Musavad. It's a little bit of a smaller crowd. There are people used to cozying up on their couches for football, football. Thanksgiving football. And here, we're sitting here to learn Torah. Mayor, I want to share something. I have a special love. There are days on the calendar where people just... There's a certain chalishos, a certain weakness. And I, ha- I appreciate every day of yeshiva. I want to talk about those days. We have a natural chalishos. I'll use a sports analogy. I want to use a sports analogy. In football or any other sport, something called the trap game. Does anybody here know what a trap game is? Who are the big sports guys here? You know, Gav, you know what a tra- you're a big sports guy? Like trap, trap game. Does anybody know what a trap game is? It's funny, the big sports guys are watching football on the couch. <laughs> I'm the only big sports guy sitting here. Pace, do you know what a trap game is in football? God, do you know what a trap game is? What a trap game is like this, what? No, I'll tell you what a trap game is. A trap game... No, no, no. A trap game is in football. If in the next Sunday you're playing your big rival and you're looking forward, it's a big game. You're both playoff teams. Ah, Yasus here, you know what a trap game is in playoff, in sports. A trap game is... (laughs) (laughs) I feel very alone today. (laughs) Oh, Hootie. (laughs) My son Hootie's here. Hootie, you want to explain everybody what a trap game is? Explain it in detail. Giants are playing the Cowboys this week. They're a really bad team. Next week they got a Whoa. good team they're going to be playing. So you can do this one. You can like look and look look uh, look ahead of this game. Like, when they look, when a team looks past the game, I don't know if that is muscle, but <laughs> <laughs> but a team looks past the game. They have a big game coming up in a week, and they're talking about it. it's a big rivalry game. And this week they have an easy win. It's called a trap game because you're liable to look past this game and it can come up and bite you. A trap game. The mushal of trap games is there are certain days on the calendar, it's not an exact mushal, but there are certain days that you tend to like look past. You know, a classic day on the calendar, one of the hardest days in any base medish in America, I would say is like the spitz, like trap day game, is Saim Gedalia. Saim Gedalia just put in a Rosh Hashanah, you busted it, you put in a good Rosh Hashanah, you're in the middle of Elul's man, and after two exhausting days Rosh Hashanah, you davened all day, the next day is a fast. It's one of the hardest days, you sit down in Yeshiva, you look at your Chavrusa, and you just want to eat him. Forget about food, you want to eat him. You just, I can't believe I'm here. Second Seder, I've given Musr Tzayim Gedal, is one of my favorite Musr Adam of the year. I want to talk about that day when you don't feel it. That day when... It just, I, I just can't be here. A lot of times after a whole summer, 
there, there are certain days like this. After a whole summer of having fun, the first day of Sheer, you sit there, and the rabbi's like, Rabbi Zayn, Gishmak, Rash. You're sitting there, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> Your mind's still on the football field. You're still, you're, you're just, I can't believe I'm here. Is all that's, all that's on your mind. Lemaisa, so to, a day like today is definitely a day where many people have habits and customs. And we're sitting here for Musarvad, and we're going to put in Kaychas. And I want to talk about that day when you're not feeling it. When it just, it, I don't have the same Gishmak and the same energies. Those are very important days to bring it. And I want to read a piece from you. You could read many sorts of pieces on this. In this week's parsha, there's a very, very difficult pasuk. It's hard to read. At the beginning of the parsha, the Eila told us Yitzchak, these are the children of Yitzchak, Ben Avram, the son of Avram. That's awkward, right? Anybody who's been reading the parsha knows Yitzchak's father is Avram. So Ben Avram is entirely unnecessary. These are the children of Yitzchak, Ben Avram, the son of Avram. Duh, you think? We know he's Avram Avinu's son. But these are the children. It's introducing us to Yaakov Avinu. And it says, Akiva says, Eile told us Yitzchak. These are the children of Yitzchak ben Avram, the son of Avram. If you, in case you forgot somehow in these parishes. Avram hailed as Yitzchak. Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. I mean, that's what it means to say Yitzchak ben Avram. And as Avram gave birth to Yitzchak, the whole Pasuk, Eina Mikra Ze Darshuni. This whole Pasuk says what it it says to Darshmi, Yisrael, there's a very, very difficult, just simple read. These are the children of Yitzchak, Yaakov Avinu. So these are the children of Yitzchak, the son of Avram. Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. What's the Pasuk saying? So Rashi, we have to study Rashi. Rashi says a pshat in the Pasuk. I would like to learn with the Chevra, the Slanim, or the Nesiva Shalom, on what he says pshat. In this Pasuk, these are the sons of Yitzchak, the son of Avram. Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. Listen what the Nesiva Shalom says about these Pasuk. He says as follows. He, he's quoting from his Zayda. The Nesiva Shalom is quoting this from his grandfather. And he says as follows. The start of a person's service of Hashem is to do the Abdos Be'amunah. The begin of an Eved, that even the person has no tam, has no taste in the Avaida, he does the Avaida anyway. That's the Avaida of an Eved, he has no taste, it's not inspiring for him. All of us have gone to a minion and just gone, like it wasn't geschmack and delicious and meaningful. And he says, Tchilas Avaida Vashem is to do it Bechinas Avdos. He says, after that, a person starts Avodis Hashem with Avdos. And then he says, and his whole chiyus is to do Hashem's will. Even though I have no hargasha. After Hashem has Rachmanus, Hashem loves the person. And he gives him a tainug and an asoga in the Avdos. He then has a meaning and a purpose. The Avdus becomes meaningful to him. It actually becomes important to him. He says, that's called the Krisas Bris. This thing now is attractive to me. The start of the Avaid is a dryness. I do it. Loyalty to Hashem. 
and then a person gets a tam. Hashem gives him a tainug and an asaga in the avdus. It becomes meaningful and important. He describes Avram Avinu's work, that Avram Avinu has such a thing. Avram Avinu represents Ava and Yitzchak is Yira. Ava is the Bechena that it's meaningful. There's fire and passion. And Yira, Yitzchak Avinu is the Bechena of Avodis Hashem. I do it because this is what I'm supposed to do. Yira represents Avdos and Ava represents the Tam and the excitement, the energy and the excitement. Yira is the, I would call it in other words, Gevura, strength. I do it and I muster up the energy to do it. And Ava is the Tam, the Geshmak, the Chaos. This is meaningful to me. This is important to me. If you think about what happened, all of Avram Avinu's Avaida, he created it. He discovered it. It was exciting. It's what he found. It's what he created. He discovered and created a service of Hashem. Avram Avinu is the excitement and the Geshmak, the Chaos to it. And Yitzchak Avinu is the begin of Gvur, of strength, to gut it out. To do it, I'm an Eved. I don't have necessarily a Geshmak. Says the Nesiva Shalom, a person's Avodah Hashem has to contain both. And even, he says that the start, it's interesting, Avram's before Yitzchak, the Nesiva Shalom says that the start is to gut it out. Guys have come, a guy came to me this morning and he described that day one in yeshiva, I came this year so fired up to do. He said, I don't have it anymore. And I said, don't panic. That will come and go. That fire and inspiration and chaos will come and go. Now it's important. I am not, I am not in any way minimizing that chaos and that cheshek and that kishmak. That comes and goes. And has a tremendous value, that chios, that gishmak, has a tremendous value. But don't be afraid when it wanes. And, there's a, and what the Siva Shalom speaks out, Yaakov Avinu is a perfect balance. He's MS. MS means the truth, a balance of both sides of the coin. Yaakov Avinu is the, called the Bechir HaAvais, the choiciest of the Avais. It means it combines Ava and Gvura. That it has the aspect of Geshmak and Chiyos and the power of I'm doing what's true. A day like today, the day where there's less people and you come and you bring it. The day when you don't have the same time, it's not flowing, it's not the same Geshmak, is the chance to flex the Gvura Mashal, the strength, the sense of Avdos. And the other day is the chance to, to express the time and the Cheshach. Bemis, you can ask a question. All of us, Rabbeinu Tam wrote a sefer called Sefer Ayasher, and he speaks about something called Yemei Ava and Yemei Sinna. Every single human being has days where they're flowing, they feel excited, energetic, passionate, and what's called Yemei Sinna, days where they feel schleppy and slow and nakashmak. Every human being has it, every. The guy you see in the corner of the Beis who looks like a machine, I promise you, he has Yimei Ava and Yimei Sina. And they're entirely different days. And the question is, why does Hashem make us two people? It's crazy, who am I? Why does he make me? And every single person has these two days. If you understand it, 
Guys who work out, let's find a, yes, if you're a big workout guy, a workout guy, you work on different things every day. Sunday is to work on this, Monday is that, Tuesday is that. You have different things you're working on. The construction of Yemei Av and Yemei Sena is because it gives us the opportunity to work on two aspects that both are necessary in Avodah Hashem. After the person if, has time and cheshek, there's another aspect that he needs to tap into. And it's not like once you have a cheshek, it, it's like, okay, now for life. <sighs> it's not like that. Tam and cheshek. And the Yemei Ava is a day, a chance to really be mechazek, the appreciation of thing. On days you feel it, you could dive in with tremendous isragshus. You're like feeling it. You're like emotional about it. The days of Yemeyava, you can make an attachment to Torah. It's like, to tefillah, like magical. Prayer is magical. That's what a person can acquire on Yemeyava. On Yemei Sena, on days you don't feel, it's actually a chance to work on Gvura, on a sense of commitment, a sense of this is what I do. This is what I'm committed to. It has nothing to do with how I feel it. And when I have both aspects, then you have the MS of Liyakov, this perfect balance. He says in the Pasuk, Ela told us Yitzchak, the children of Yitzchak, the Hainu Yaakov Avinu, the Shlemus comes, Ben Avram. It has to be, it comes from Avram. It has to be that the Gvura, he says, the Gvura has Cheshek to it comes to Cheshek, has days of Cheshek, but Avram Heilet is Yitzchak. The, the Cheshek, even the Geshmak, also has days of Yira. The Ava needs a Yira, the Yira needs an Ava. Both of them need each other. That's the Yitzchak ben Avram, Avram Heilet is Yitzchak. Both have to, there's no point when you're done, okay, I have Cheshek, now I'm done. I have attachment, I have Geshmak, now I'm done. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Both aspects are there. I get very nervous. There's, there's a bracha people wish about mitzvah. I like real. I have this oddity that I like real. I like when people say things they believe. I don't like pretend. There's a bracha people wish about mitzvah boy and a chassan that I think is like so shallow and it's like doesn't mean. I, I want to explain the real world. They say the same joy you have today you should always have with your tefillin. It, it's I'd much rather scratch the blackboard, please. I'd much rather like just scratch the blackboard now. The same joy you have the, today you should have your life. <laughs> You're saying silly things. There are days he's not going to feel it. There are days he's going to feel it. And by the way, the connection emotionally has later is going to be much deeper. It's not the same joy. It's expressing this weird sentiment. He's excited about tefillin is a wonderful thing. That's Avram Avinu. That's a gift from Hashem. If you say he's excited about tefillin, he's probably a lot excited because his friend, his presence. But let's say he's excited about tefillin. Let's say he has. I don't know if he really is excited about tefillin. I happen to love from the favorite days of my life of putting tefillin on my children. I can't say when I put on my own tefillin, I didn't feel a millionth of what I feel when I put tefillin on my kids. I was a young student, I didn't feel that. The days are from the great days of my life, the days my kid put on tefillin. I remember them and they're very important to me. But that's because I developed a relationship to my tefillin. 
Now, we give a bracha, the same joy you have today, it's just being stupid. He's going to have days he's not in the mood to put on tefillin. He's going to have those days. Every single person does. And to say you should always have the same, what are you saying? Do you, do you have the same joy? Do you, what are you talking about? He's going to have days he enjoys and the days he doesn't. What I want to tell the Bar Mitzvah is through all the different experiences, form a relationship to tefillin, appreciate the days you're excited. You're usually excited about tefillin if you, you lose your tefillin for a month. That brach, I always just take the guy saying you should lose your tefillin for a month. If you lose your tefillin, you're excited when you put it back on. Sometimes over a Pesach break, after a good fight, a spouse like each other better. So you say, the same joy you have today, you should, you're not saying anything. There's different periods of our life, and every Eved Hashem has to know that. There are days you're going to find that, and the goal is to have the Avram Avinu aspect. Always find the Tam and the Cheshek. I think the reason Avram is before Yitzchak is you have to be aware that the Tam and the Cheshek is there. Nobody could spend their lives just being a martyr and a hero. I'm doing it and I don't feel it. You have to know that the Cheshek and the Tam is there. There's a tremendous taste in davening. I want every davener, every guy who's starting a career of davening, you will have many, many days when you walk into shul and don't feel it. And it, it won't be a chaos. There will be days like that. You have to find somebody as a davener or your own beautiful feelings to prayer. The guys who are the daveners are lucky people. They're very attached. And daily they have a structure to their day. They have an attached, they're checked in beautifully. Their day has a neat structure, morning, afternoon, and night, plugged into Hashem. And there's a tremendous chaos to prayer. Now, there'll be days where you don't, where you don't touch that chaos. And there you're strengthening Avdus. You're strengthening the Bechen of Yitzchak Avinu, of Gvura. All of us have both aspects to work on. My son went to a place, we were looking for a long time, I was looking for a good rehab to work out. If he had a shoulder problem, and we needed to find a good occupation, an OT, a good one. Now, there's all, I've seen it all. There's all different levels, and not everybody's the same in OT, not, just like every doctor's not the same. At exit 39, right on the... Right on the 84, my wife and I found the place. They're top-notched. They're very good at what they do. And I brought my son there, and we would go from Durham, and he'd go work out his shoulder. And there were two exercises, types, they would do for him. One was to increase his range of motion. He could only lift his shoulder up to here. So there was a whole series of exercises to increase his range of motion, to get him to be able to lift his arm higher. That was one. There was a whole nother set of exercises to solidify the motion he already had, to make him stronger and solidify what he already has. It was two different tasks and two different set of exercises, increasing range of motion, solidifying range of motion. All of us have two tasks that we're trying to do. The tam and the cheshek is one muscle to bind, to make it meaningful to us. We want to take that void and put it to all the parts of our body. I should, be, I should connect to this. It should be delightful. There's a whole nother muscle that I want to do, that I want to be an evid, the gutting it out, the gvura, the commitment to, that's not totally in how I feel and how I relate to it. Marriage has both aspects. This is called Ava and Yira, it's called Avram and Yitzchak. 
to produce the Yaakov Avinu, the perfection, the Shlemus of Avodah Hashem, I need both aspects. It's Kedai, you should know on yourself, on the days that you feel less, you're strengthening the Yitzchak Avinu muscle. Muscles of Gvur, of gutting it out, of bringing it, even though I'm not feeling, is the Avdos muscle, the sense of commitment. You, anybody knows in their own Avaydan, you may sin or you do less. You're supposed to narrow it down. In sports, they call it circling the wagon. You narrow down your avodah, you may sin. It's not days to be expansive. Mm-hmm. You may ava, you learn bein astarim. You may sin, don't you dare learn bein. It's not what you're supposed to do. You may sin. You may sin is meant. It's Yitzchak Avinu's days. It's meant to say this. I don't miss. You go to Mincha, you gut it out and do Mincha. Gut it out and do Shachas. Gut it out, do Meirev. You do a, it's a smaller schedule, but you're accomplishing something different. You accomplish just as much on the Yemei Sin as the Yemei Ava. You're working on Avram, you're working on Yitzchak. And the Pasuk, the Slonimer is telling us, Eilatos Yitzchak, Ben Avram, Avram Hailes Yitzchak, means that even after you have one, you need the other. They're both totally on each other. They both need, it's not once I get a cheshek, okay, now I'm done with those gutting it out days, because now I like it. In learning, people have gutting it out days in learning, and they have days where they have a tam and a cheshek. You're working on Avram and Yitzchak. He says, the Slonimer says, that that's pshad in the Gemara Shabbos, Kuf Yud Ches. The Gemara Shabbos is a ma'aneges a Shabbos, Somebody who gives tainuk to Shabbos, you get a nachla of belimitzarim. You get an inheritance without limitations, and it brings the pasuk nachlas Yaakov avicha. You get Yaakov avinu's inheritance. So if you ma'aneg Shabbos, you get the nachla of Yaakov. Says the slanimer, Shabbos is shomer v'zacher b'dibrecha nemru. Shomer to guard Shabbos the loisasays. That's bechinas Yitzchak. I don't transgress Hashem's will, that's Bechinas Yitzchak. Zacher is the Asei, Kiddush, the active connection to Shabbos, Bechinas Avram Avinu. Shomer v'Zacher is the perfect blend of both. You get the Nachla of Yaakov Avinu. When you have the blend of both, the Zacher and the Shomer, then you have Yaakov Avinu. So that's what the Slonimer says. I thought to learn it today, it's Parshas told us, it's, we're headed to Parshas told us, and we're sitting on a day that it's the tendency to gut it out, to have to gut it out. There's tremendous amounts we acquire. I can't paskin for the whole Hevra. For some of us, this might be the Avram Avinu day, for some might be Yitzchak. Sometimes there's a general feel. If it feels like a Yitzchak day, for whatever reason, it's a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. I think in really studying ourselves, we could ask, why am I constructed so? It's confusing. I see people comparing their Yemei Sinat, Yemei Ava, so I've fallen. You haven't fallen a stitch. You have to compare this Yemei Sinat to the last Yemei Sinat. In your cycle, you have two periods Ava and Sina to work on Avram and to work on Yitzchak. You can't compare today's Yitzchak to Avram. They're different jobs. How are you doing on today's Yitzchak to the last Yitzchak? If you're improving your Yitzchak of Inu days, you're right on target. We're built very, very smartly by the Creator. He knows what we need. The Yemei Ava and the Yemei Sina that we have, their opportunity to work on Avram and Yitzchak. So I wanted to share that. I want to say just in passing that bracha to the bar mitzvah guy, that the joy you have today, you should have your whole life. People say to the chassan the same thing. The good feelings you have today, you should have your whole life. 
a 50-year-old couple, a, four, a couple married 40 years and 30 years, like each other a lot better than a chasna and much deeper. I think that's like a curse to tell a chasna The same feeling you have now, they like each other much better. There's a freshness and excitement, but they don't have the commitment. The Yitzchak Avinu commitment produces a Yaakov. Yaakov is the most profound relationship to something. The excitement minus the commitment, you're not like married to it in a deep way. The couple that's been through years and years together, the days of Avram, and exciting days are good, and through marriage you'll have Avram Avinu type days. It might be a... After a fight, you'll have an Avram Avinu type day. It might be an anniversary. And days you have like tremendous feelings. There are other days you're gutting out and you're committed. And the together, the shleimus of those produce a tremendous relationship. Anybody who's put on tefillin 25 years has a much deeper relationship to tefillin than a bar mitzvah guy. It's a joke. Any trip I go on, any family, this is not unique. My family, I love traveling. Any trip we go on, I look to make sure all my kids are there. You count out the kids and you count out the tefillin. Anything else we could buy. We forget our pants, we'll buy pants. We'll go to a store there. We forget food, we'll buy food. Two things have to be there. The kids and four sets of tefillin have to be there. You, you count the tefillin each time you go on a trip. No bar mitzvah could have a connection to tefillin until he does that many times. Till there's much commitment and investment and stances for A bacher came to the base Medrash the other day to put on film. A beautiful guy to put on film. He said, shucks, I left it in the dorm. For a bacher to walk back to the dorm, that's like another guy hiking 20 sets, running a marathon. Shucks, he forgot in the dorm. He looks right here, there's a row of tefillin. Mo, he looks right here, he's like, okay, borrow tefillin. Say, so he asked me, such a sincere Shiloh. I opened the yeshiva, such a sincere shayla. Said the bacher, should I just put on tefillin here, or should I go back to the dorm and get my tefillin? Said, why'd you come to the Besmej to put on tefillin? So I said, make a stance for tefillin. He went back to the dorm to get his tefillin. He wanted to pay. The Zayar says if you can get a mitzvah for free, you should pay for mitzvahs. The Zaya writes, and he was Zahir Ma'id Ma'id, the Chayadim says, he writes that a person should pay for a mitzvah. Don't, don't take a mitzvah for free. Nobody buys you. You're at ages, your mom and tata should stop buying you a little Vanessa. Go pay for yourself. Make a stand for a mitzvah. Make a stand. Go to your room and go get it. Go back and bring it to him. You want to make a relationship, do you may senna? Do Yitzchak Avinu stand for something when you got it? And you do it, it's not easy, but I'm doing it. This is what I hold of. They have a tremendous, tremendous effect on your relationship to the thing. I made a stand for this. So there are days that are meant to increase the feelings and the emotions and the, the emotional attachment to. Days of Avram Avinu Yemei Ava. And days we are meant to increase my stand for something, my commitment to it, my avdus, my determination. This is who I am. If you want to know what's most deeply in you, the things on your Yemei Sena that you're at your worst time, but I don't let go of this, that's, that's like so deeply you. And you have opportunities on the day that you feel less to make something deeper you, to make your stance. That Bakr walked back and got his tefillin, made a stance for his tefillin. He stood up, made his relationship to tefillin in a profound way is, had, runs deeper. 
we'll have all our lives. Nobody should panic from days you don't feel it. Don't panic. And don't underestimate days you're excited. Don't underestimate either. They both have a place. Avram and Yitzchak. Days you're excited is very important. You find stuff out. You're supposed to have an excitement. It means that emotionally I can bond with this. This will be true in a marriage. This will be true in Yiddishkeit. They're both relationships. There are days you'll feel don't panic and understand this value. Don't underestimate the day you're excited and feeling it. And it's beautiful to, to you. All of us had with prayer days, any honest person. It's not every day like, ah, I'm in love with Tefillah. Who'll have days he's in love with Tefillah. For certain, there's Avram Avinu. There are days this is so magnificent. There are days I like can't get over prayer, what it is. It's so cool. It's great. We're so checked in. I feel it. It's so crazy. I'm talking to Hashem together with other yid, and it's crazy. There are days you have that sense, and that's a wonderful experience those days. So that's, I wanted to share, the first thing I wanted to share. I had promised yesterday, I read Rev Hirsch to the, I said it over outside Rev Hirsch to the Chevra. Today I actually want to, um, today I want to read a little bit. We're going to try, we're going to, try to read a little of this beautiful Rev Hirsch. I thank Nachum and Binyamin Bree, photocopy this Rev Hirsch. I would like to read it. I wanted to thank Binyamin sang a song last night that was gorgeous. I thank, where's Binyamin? Oh. Thank you, Vinyamin. Vinyamin sang a gorgeous song to them last night. Thank you, Vinyamin, for doing that. Thank you for being here. We're going to be hearing that again. You better believe it. Maybe we'll do a Lail Shishi tonight. We'll hear Daniel, Vinyamin, Shlomo. Stay tuned. We may do a Lail Shishi tonight. What? Every guy has to... Gershon, I want you to memorize those words. Every yeshiva guy... Just because it's widely known, I like it's Rabbeinu Tam coined the phrase. There are other, there are many people wrote about these two types of days, but I want the guys not to be ignorant. Shmuel, say the words Yemei Ava. Bol Shmuel, Shmuel is great. I'm looking at two Shmuels. Bol Shmuels, say the words Yemei Sinna. That's the two types of days we're talking about. Yemei Ava, Yemei Sinna. Yosef, what's the name of the two days? Yemei... Rabbeinu Tam coined that phrase. The Slonimer didn't call it Yemei Ava, Yemei Sinna. He says sometimes you have a Tam and a, and, a, and a Geshmak in the days you're learning, and sometimes you have no taste, and both are necessary in Avodah Hashem. One is Bechena Savram, is the Geshmak, the Chiyos, and one is Bechenas Yitzchak, the Gvura. Avram Avinu is the... We had a Gadol visited the Yeshiva. And he asked the Kash on Waterbury. One of the sophisticated questions on Waterbury. Elio, you're a sophisticated guy. I am tremendously thankful you're here. And love your journey of growth. Appreciate it a lot, Elio. And Elio, one of the sophisticated questions on Waterbury is you teach there that a person could actually appreciate Tyra. You could be excited about Tyra. And you teach that you could be excited about prayer. But, and, and, you, and, you, and you tell a guy, a guy starts, a, guy, a guy's not invited to davening yet. You come when you choose it. We promote the choice of, the excitement of. But I in Avodah Hashem, you have to do things even when you don't feel it. 
And I first, Avram was before Yitzchak. I want guys to be aware that I could be excited about prayer. I promise a normal person like me and you, a guy who's wondering, will the Giants or Cowboys win today? They're both seven and three, and the Giants have many players injured. And a person who's very practical, who's very normal, and a guy who's just like you and I, I want Elio, a guy to know, I promise you the guarantee of the yeshiva is that a normal guy, Nati, is a tremendous person and a guy who's honest and comfortable and regular and very open. A normal person, Nati, like me and you, Tyra can be amazingly meaningful, excited. I could be energized by Tyra. I could say, I love this. I love this and mean it fully, not a fake. I'd be alone in the world and I like learning Torah. I'd be alone in the world and prayer is meaningful to me. It's important to me. It means something. That is what Yiddishkeit guarantees. That's what is a truth. That's Avram Avinu. And I want a Bachar to be aware of Avram. The sophisticated question on yeshiva is, but don't you have to do it even when you don't feel? The answer is, that is spoken about in Waterbury. I'm talking about it today. We're aware there's a Yitzchak, but I think many Bachram don't even believe there's an Avram. And I want a guy before he studies Yitzchak to study Avram because it's Avram then Yitzchak. Avram hoyleres Yitzchak. From Avram comes a Yitzchak. From Avram. Avram hoyleres Yitzchak. From an Avram comes a Yitzchak. From excitement and geschmack and feeling also comes that sense, but I want to commit it even when I don't feel it. Anybody thinks on a wife, a guy dates his, a, a guy's in the middle of dating and you speak to a guy's engaged. He's like, Rabbi, she's amazing. Excellent, Avram Avinu. That guy's going to have a day he doesn't feel that. She's amazing. I always want to like, I want to record that and play it for him six months after his marriage. He says, Rabbi, what do I do? My wife is uh, doing this. <laughs> I always want to play back. She's amazing. And the guy's like, oh, oh she was. <laughs> There's no joke to that. That's Avram, and you'll feel that again. You can't be afraid of Yitzchak. Avram hailed as Yitzchak. And it doesn't mean you'll only have Yitzchak. Yitzchak back. Yitzchak ben Avram. Avram hailed as Yitzchak. You'll have both and move from one to the other. You'll have yet back. She's amazing. By the way, the Slunimer says in the words, and I don't know exactly how he sees it. He says that the order Yitzchak ben Avram, there's, there's, there's Gishmak, which brings to Yitzchak. But Avram hailed as Yitzchak, somehow he sees in the word that Yitzchak goes back to Avram also. It goes back and forth. Avram to Yitzchak, Yitzchak to Avram, Avram to Yitzchak. There are periods of both Shmuel. And both are needed in the relationship, both strength in the relationship. In a certain way, if you're only good to her because it's geschmack for you, are you really good to her? Are you really attached to her? You and this Isha, if you're only good when you're excited, how attached are you? There's a, profound, there's a profundity to the attachment that says it's not budging and it's not totally how I feel. And I increase the commitment and the value of the thing. When I'm into this, I'm committed to you. Um, it's not about what I feel today. It's not about. I said to a bacher last night about our friendship. I'm not a fair weather friend. I'm not a secular love. 
You know, secular, when the secular people say, I love you, I want to translate the words. In the Gaish world is very, very confused by love. In the Gaish world, the most, you can tell from their music, she broke my heart, he broke my heart, tra-la-la-la-la. All their music is broken hearts. She left me, she, and the guy's crying. They're, they're befuddled by love. It always seems to end in heartbreak. It never seems to work. He left me, she left me, he left me, she left me, tra-la-la-la-la. It like dominates their music. The guys are screaming out, I don't understand love. That's what they're screaming. I love you by your guy means you make me feel good. Then they don't know what to do. I love the neighbor. Uh-oh. <laughs> I love you means you make me feel good. I, then I don't love you anymore. I'm confused. I have fallen out of love. The, to the guy, I love you is the same power as it's raining. They have no say over it. And the yid, I love you means I'm committed to you no matter how you make me feel. Love by us is, is something that we have control over. It's a commitment. And, and of course, I want, the, I want the excitement. I want Avram Avinu, the Cheshek and the Tam. But I'm also aware that I, to, to create this, it's a commitment, no matter how you make me feel. Secular schools, when they say to a Bachar, I love you, it means if you, make us feel, if you make us look good, you can stay in my school. It's a secular, I love you. A yeshiva, I love you, means I'm committed. If you make us look terrible, I'm committed to you. I won't throw you out the moment you're bad for the school. I love you. I'm committed no matter how you make me feel. And then, by the way, we produce, we produce a relationship that contains Avram and Yitzchak. And I love you. One day you're going to say to a girl, I love you. What you're committing is I'm committed to you no matter how you make me feel. Now, it's crazy to say that. Crazy, that commitment is crazy, you're nuts. But you're saying, I'm going to have an Avram and Yitzchak relationship that gives birth to Yaakov, to perfection. It's going to have Avram, it's going to have the sparks of understanding, the excitement of connection. It's going to have that when I get it, when I feel it, when I experience it. But even when I don't, it has the Yitzchak, the Gvura, the strength of commitment. And you merge Avram and Yitzchak in your relationship and you produce a Yaakov. Yaakov, all of his children are perfect. Mitasei Shlema. Yaakov is a Nachla Bli Mitzarim. It's an endless, there's no Gvul to the Schar. Every one of Yaakov Avinu's children are from. Avram has a Yishmal. Yitzchak has an Esav because automatically it's unbalanced when it's just one. When it's one, when it's just Cheshek, you can have a Yishmal who's about Taiva, who's Who's znos? It's just cheshek. When it's just gvur, it has it has an esav who's a tzayit, is an isha sada, is a is a murderer. It has that when it's perfection, it's Avram and Yitzchak tzazamin. It has both aspects flowing. It has the tam and the cheshek with the commitment, the steadfast commitment. It has both aspects. That's the shleimus of Yaakov Avinu. That's that's the perfection. Please, I, this is a totally, totally another topic, unconnected to topic one. I do want to read this. Before I read this, I want to say that it's a schos. I like when this yeshiva, because of the chevra, because there's so many sincere guys here, it magnets more sincerity. Magnets. 
And we're saying there's a mechanic who's here, who's here yesterday and today, who's somebody who's helped many, many bachram. We have guys in yeshiva who are close to him. He, I was Zaycha to know him from many, many years ago. I learned in the same yeshiva as this, as this mechanic. And he's somebody who's helped many guys. I want to welcome Rav Yaakov Cutler to yeshiva. I want to thank Rav Yaakov for being here. I thank Yaakov Kaster for bringing Rabbi Cutler. Yaakov Kaster gets some of the credit. Rabbi Cutler coming. I want to read to you a piece on education. We have a big mechanic here. So I, yesterday I alluded to it. Sometimes guys don't like when I do this. Could you be here? When I look down, throw spitballs, do whatever you want. But if you can let me get away with this. Reading to a chevra is sometimes a little awkward, like you're... Um, like, talk to us. Let's have a conversation. Hi, I'm here. But I, I do want to read a few lines, Pace. I want to read a few lines from this piece of Rev Hirsch. Rev Hirsch has a piece on education. I like Rev Hirsch's writings a lot. They resonate by me. I happen to like poetry a lot. It may be appropriate that on a day we announced last night about the odes, I love poetry. I appreciate poetry a lot. For those, if you want, I could show you some poetry slams. The Goyim have something called the Poetry Slam. There's some really good ones. Any, I've been in the dorm room late. Man, did I ever show you the Jewish kid from the Bronx? Semchala. I ever showed you on the phone the Poetry Slam of the Jewish kid from the Bronx? I want you tonight to plug in, sometime to plug in to go Jewish Kid from the Bronx Poetry Slam. Tell me if you like it. It's a very good one. Jewish Kid from the Bronx. We actually, that kid went to SA, to Ramaz. We actually played in basketball about 10 years ago. He's much older than that video, but it's a good poetry slam. Anyway, we're, we're, we have in Yeshiva, we have something called Odes. They're a very important night to me in Yeshiva. We do it a number of times a year. I do it in the summer. That's like Kodesh Kadashim. Miss Sheer, did you win today the championship? Bless your soul. Mazel Tov Lavi. Winning quarterback. Winning quarterback right back to Musser after. Bless your soul. Excellent. How much did you win by Lavi? Four or five touchdowns. Four touchdowns? It was tied at. It was nine five, bro. Shui had like six touchdowns by the half. How many did? Five touchdowns. Shui leave for yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. What? Ethan Metzger. Very good. That's the kid's name, Ethan. Yeah. I heard the Goyim capping us. I heard today Hukas Waterbury. I heard the Goyim have football on Thanksgiving to mirror our games. Oh, that was a yeshiva joke. The kids are like this. We're in yeshiva school. Rock the Giants. Rebezi's going to go to the lounge expecting like to see Michael Irvin settle under a catch <laughs> like that. <laughs> Emmett Smith. Yeah, Emmett Smith, right. <laughs> so I, I li- <laughs> I'd like to read a piece from Rev Hirsch on education, Shua. I'm going to skip around a little. Bear with the poetry. I love his poetic writing. Now understand, Rev Hirsch wrote it in what language, Hevra? He wrote it in German. 
It's a translation in English. Revolba read it in German. These ears heard the great Revolba tell somebody. I was standing there. Revolba said it's much better in German. Revolba knew German. And he said it's much better. He read Rev Hirsch in the original. If it's better, shucks, I don't know German. And I can only read it in English. His grandchildren did an excellent job doing it in English, very poetic. They say Avila that the German was even better. Listen to this on education. Rebbe doesn't know German? <laughs> Yiddish. Yiddish. German is not the same. But he wrote it in German. It's post... What? He, he understood English. He understood, but I don't know if he spoke. He understood English. Listen to this. He's saying it in German. Avrami, listen to Revolba. Unfortunately, he says like this. He says... A person can have the impression that the acceptance and practical observance of the Abrahamic way of life, the Yiddish way of life, requires a completely one-sided existence centered around study and the duties of domestic life. All things that were foreign to Esau's personality, such a one-sided view made Asa believe that Avram's traditions could only be carried within the narrow confines of the intellect, the spirit, and the home, made Asa decide while he's still a boy that he was not suited for the Avram heritage. He thought the Avram way of life had nothing to offer someone like himself. The type of education he received could have one effect, to make him yearn for the moment when he would be free to escape from the confines of Avram's house of study, rush out into the freedom of the hunter's life, and along with the bands of the house of study, break for all time his band with the bris of Avram Avinu, which he thought was meant for a different sort of person than himself. He said a more thoughtful approach by appearance of an Esau would be how a person such as Esau could learn to appreciate the significance of the bris of Avram, what tasks the bris of Avram might have in store for men of such talents and tendencies as his own, how such traits as physical and mental agility can be employed in the service of Hashem. Had this been done, even an ace of type could have come to understand that his particular skills and talents can play an important role in the attainments of the goals set by the bris of Avram. Esav then could have helped to develop his talents for those divinely set goals. His particular traits could have been refined and ennobled as they worked for the bris of Avram Avinu. As a result, even an Esav could have been won and inspired for the great work of the Avram bris among men. He says, the task set by the bris of Avram Avinu by Yiddishkeit for its adherence, for people who keep to it, as complex and variated as life itself. They require Yiddish life, listen to this line, Avi, by Rev Hirsch. Yiddish life requires the talents of every nuance in the multicolored spectrum of individual personalities and abilities. The basic tasks are the same for everyone, but could be accomplished by each individual in the context of his own strengths and abilities, and of his own particular station of life. Any strength and ability that is utilized in the service of Hashem has equal standing in the great household of Hashem's kingdom on earth. 
For the establishment of that kingdom requires Jewish farmers no less than Jewish scholars and sages. No, the old Rev. Hirsch just said this Rev. Hirsch, one of the greats of our history, Rev. Hirsch, Rev. Yisrael Salanter said on Rev. Hirsch that I can't picture an Olam above big enough for him. Rev. Hirsch. Rev. Hirsch writes, listen to that. The establishment of the kingdom of Hashem requires Jewish farmers and artists no less than Jewish scholars and sages. Jewish merchants and soldiers no less than Jewish priests and teachers. The will of Hashem can and must be done in field and forest. See hovels and palaces, workshops and offices, lecture halls and classrooms, courtrooms and factories, council chambers and stock exchanges. Everywhere and at all times with the same loyalty and devotion, the realization of Hashem's kingdom on earth. Amazing line rivers. I'm going to skip down. Down to our present day. Listen to this, Yosef. Down to our present day, we have been able to observe the disastrous consequences of a one-sided approach to the unique task of being a Jew. Many a son of a pious Talmud Chacham. Mr. Rev. Hirsch, you can't believe this, Shmuel. Many a son of a pious Talmud Chacham has been totally lost to Judaism because his father insisted on training him to become a Talmud Chacham without considering whether his personality and inclinations truly lay in that direction. Thus he is exposed to Jewish life in only one context, that of a quiet existence of study and meditation, meditation, for which he has neither the talent nor the desire. What attracts him instead is the busy, colorful life of the world outside. As a result of the narrow view of life in which he has been trained, he gets the impression that in order to participate in the active, variated life which he yearns, he must give up his mission as a Jew. He consequently abandons his Judaism in order to fling himself into the maelstrom of excitement and temptations offered by the outside world. The story of such an individual might end quite differently if only instead of forcing him into the mold of a Talmud Chacham, Rav Hirsch is writing, his father would raise him from that very beginning to become a man of the world who at the same time is faithful to his duties as a Jew. If only that father would teach this son that the activities of the world outside too have their place in God's plan that it's possible to preserve and demonstrate one's loyalty to Judaism, even as a sophisticated man of the world. He should make his son understand that as a matter of fact, many, if not perhaps the most important aspects of Jewish living, are intended primarily to be practiced amidst the conditions and aspirations of everyday life, in the midst of the world and not in isolation from it. He should make his son understand that Taryag mitzvahs are not meant to be observed only in the base medrash, but precisely in the practical life of the farmer or the public-spirited citizen. If only that father would make it clear to his son that the spirit and the happiness of Judaism are just as accessible to a zvulun in the world outside as they are to Yisachar in the tent. Who knows whether that son might not stand by his father's deathbed and gently close his father's eyes as a loyal, pious Jew. Rev. Hirsch. You want to know what volume? I've memorized it. It's V-I-I. Does that mean seven? Okay. 
I memorized VIA in the in the collected writings. Look in VIA, and there Rev Hirsch writes this. I, he's not done. He goes on more and more and more. He says it is quite true that a kol kol Yaakov yadayim days by virtue of its very nature and purpose, Judaism was not intended to conquer the world by the sword of some other physical material weapons. The task of Judaism to bring about the moral rebirth of mankind by planting and scattering the seeds, the only true conception world and the meaning of life. It is true that the acquisition of this attitude requires limerat Torah. The study of the Torah is a task that must be performed by every son of the Jewish covenant as long as he lives. Judaism would fail in its mission if instead of leading all its sons to the wellsprings of the Jewish spirit, teaching all of them to drink of the refreshing waters of the Torah on their own, it would permit the study of Torah to become the private preserve of an exclusive caste of scholars. Everybody has to learn, he says. That is why every son of the house of Yaakov should be led to the book of Judaism covenant with God. The book of the law of God must not remain a safer sasim to any Jew. It has to be to every single Yud. This is incredible. He says, in view of all this, we see the training of farmers, merchants, artisans, artists, jurists, and physicians who are truly Jewish in attitude and practice is just as great a mitzvah as the training of Jewish Tamidicham. And that is why parents should give careful consideration to the talents and inclinations of their sons at an early age to see for what vocation they are best suited. They should teach their sons that all the infinite variety of occupations and professions in this world can be utilized to accomplish the task that all Jews have in common. Yeah, this is incredible. I'll leave it on the table. It's many, many pages. I only read a little bit. Anybody who wants it, it's on the table. If you want to see the Rev Hirsch, it's in VII, it's in volume seven. It's the back, Rev Hirsch on Education. Very, very incredible writings with tremendous to learn. The fact that all different capacities are necessary. I like in yeshiva celebrating skills. If a guy's an artist, his art matters here. Elio is an artist. I want to see Elio's art. It matters here because there's a place in the base medrash for an artist. There's a place in the base medrash for an athlete. There's a place in the base medrash for a singer. All the talents and the... the Simcha can do many, many things. It's brilliant. Also has physical gifts. It's not only. It's also. It's one, it's one nekuda. There's a place in the base Medrash in the service of Hashem for all the different gifts that people have. There's a place. That's what Rev Hirsch is pounding and expressing and firing about. I think it's extremely important. You ever saw this piece, Daniel? I saw it yesterday. Oh, you looked it up. Yeah. Thank you for checking. Amazing, though. Yeah. <laughs> it takes my breath away, but okay. Elio, you ever saw this piece? Amazing piece.
There's so much more. I'm thankful. Chesed Hashem. In this week, the, the parasha is packed, and we have so much more to study on the parasha. I'm thankful that it's that it's a Shabbos. We'll be together. Chesed Hashem. We'll be together, and Beis Hashem will have opportunity to um, will have opportunity to study the parasha more. I wanted to share for a few minutes. I was asked by a I was asked by a group in Baltimore was a group of growing people to deliver a talk on Akar Satayv on gratitude to, to give a, a speech on gratitude and I gave a share on gratitude just now I sent them a video about gratitude I want to share with the Chevra one word on gratitude I'm moved that the country today has something called Thanksgiving I'm very moved by that I'm moved that a country is thanking Hashem. I find that very moving. And I want to talk today about gratitude. I want to talk about gratitude. We have our own akars. It's something in akars hatayv. Gratitude is a big deal. I want to tell you a word about gratitude, Hefra. I just sent a share to a group in Baltimore. Nothing to do with, the, with, with what's happening in America. I am saying that there's something that, that the country is practicing a gratitude. That's, that's a, gratitude's a massively important. Mida. I want to say a word on gratitude to the Hever that I think is important. The Dasa Kanim says like this. The Pasuk says that, listen to this, Yisrael, listen to this vert. It's an important vert. An animal comes, an animal comes to this shepherd's flock and it makes all his, you have to picture the, the, the farmer, the poor farmer, and he has sheep and he makes money from his sheep. He sells wool from the, from the sheep. He makes money. And a wolf comes and decimates his flock. Decimates his flock. The guy lost his business, belly up. All his sheep are dead. What happened? How does the farmer pace? How does the farmer protect his sheep? So you have a dog. You have a watchdog, and the dog barks and stands. Sheep, the picture in the world of vulnerability is sheep. Sheep are the most vulnerable things out there because they have geschmacka meat. Geschmacka meat. And they have no protection. They're not fast, strong. They're not, They're the visual of vulnerability. David Amelech says, Ta'isi kiseh oivit. I'm lost like a lost sheep. You're like the spitz vulnerable, Mayor. Sheep is like the epitome of vulnerability. You're lost. <laughs> the, the animals, the predators want you and you have no protection. The only protection of the sheep is the watchdog. And you put a ferocious dog around the sheep. <sighs> And the dog barks and chases away all the wolves. And the wolves don't want to fight with the dog and he protects the sheep. Comes this dog one day. He's been watching your flock loyally for 20 years, Sim. And he chases a squirrel like three miles down. And while he's running after some stupid squirrel, like missing his job, the fox, the wolf comes and decimates the flock. The farmer looks at the dog and he wants to wring his neck. You have to visualize the farmer. He comes and looks at his flock they ain't. They're all ripped. To s- he just sees blood, guts. Every it looks like one big roadkill. All his flock are just like the sheep are in pieces, blood everywhere. The wolf came, and he sees the dumb dog coming back, like sheepishly. Has yeah, sheep? Little pun. The dog comes oh, back, good. and he's like, "Thank you." <laughs> 
I was just seeing if the guys were awake. He sees the dog. He sees the dog. <laughs> he sees the dog come back, and he walks back. He's like red faced. He was chasing the squirrel, and he let his boss down, and the, there is no flock left. He's out of a job, my friend. There's no more flock to watch anymore. When he gave up his little spot, the wolf came and decimated the, the, the whole chevron. Comes the Torah, and it says, Farmer, dear, you don't know what to do with all your shepsels. You have a bunch of dead sheep. We're not allowed to eat it. It wasn't geshachten. It wasn't shechten. Feed it to your dog. Gratitude. Ten years he watched your flock. Now? <laughs> Frank, the farmer wants to kill his dog. He's a tzaddik yisayid oilum. If he doesn't wring the neck of his dog, he's like the tzaddik hadur. <laughs> he's looking at his dog. He's like... Oh, I'll kill you. I'm like, his anger at his dog, the, the, the madragus of the man that he doesn't just break the neck, rip it, <laughs> that he doesn't do to his dog what the wolf did to his sheep. He deserves like the peace. He sure deserves the peace award. And what does the Tyrus say? Gratitude. Feed the dog all the carcasses. He watched your sheep for 10 years. Says the says the reason you should feed it to your dog, gratitude. Gratitude. I am smoking mad. What are you teaching me gratitude here? The Torah could have taught me gratitude. I'm willing to learn. You know, there's a certain time you don't teach your kids when they're hurting. Very, very stupid. A, very, a, a guy once told me about his father. This is very inappropriate. His grandmother died. This is sickness. And the father started lecturing the family. That's a sick man. That's sickness. Like, use the opportunity. That's a very pretend Yiddishkeit, unnatural, not organic. That's like, that, that, oh, please, please. It's not a teaching moment. Hello? Hello? You're in a pro, your kid comes home and starts cursing. I'll kill my beep and beep, 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 friend. Son, you're not supposed to curse. You father, curse. I almost cursed, I'm sorry. You're not supposed to, it's not a teaching moment. It's not a teaching moment. It's not a teaching moment. Stop it. Here this guy is livid. His flock was just decimated. I think you should learn a curse. Curse it. I'm out of breath. I'm, I, I want to wring the neck of my dog. You, you start like lecturing me on gratitude. Are you, you serious? Really? You serious? Semcha, you serious? So God says, uh, Excuse me, Mr. Farmer. You know, if, if you. <laughs> Yiddishkeit fits and makes sense. Should we, you serious? Is that the, this, the farmer feels this? Gratitude? <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. <laughs> I only said a day after a good football game here and everybody's in a good mood. Even the teaching of the Yitzhak they teach at Navram Day maybe. It's a good, I hear what you're saying, Momo. What I want to say, Hever, Shui, what I want to say, does anybody, does anybody here know what a narcissist is? People call anybody, any roommate who annoys you and keeps the light on late, you call him a narcissist. I promise you he's not. We've had the yeshivas been around now for 23 years. I think we have three narcissists in 23 years. There's no narcissist in yeshiva now, not one. 
People love calling their friend, he's a narcissist. No, it's, he's just selfish, and so am I, and so are you, so stop it. A narcissist is not a selfish guy. We're all selfish. Human beings have a selfish aspect that doesn't make a narcissist. Narcissists have certain extreme characteristics. They have an exaggerated sense of self. If you know a narcissist, they hold things on them. Do you know who you're talking to? You're like, uh, but they really hold that way. It's an exaggerated sense of self. We could talk about that for a while. They hold in a deep way. It's like crazy. You, you, they don't say it ever because they don't have to say it. It's just you get to say Do you know what you're talking And it's wild. That's narcissism. A lady, Ray Brownstein and I flew there to Israel, and a lady sat in Ray Brownstein's seat. And I sat down, and next to me is a lady, and frankly, I wanted to sit next to Ray Brownstein, and nothing against this lady, but she was in Ray Brownstein's seat, who was supposed to sit back and turn it from her to throw. So Ray Brownstein came and gently said, like, like nicely, do you mind, my shoulders, it's my seat. She looked, she said, I am comfortable. <laughs> and, uh, Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she sat there. I sat next to her. During the flight, I asked her at one point, she was taking a seat and a half. I don't, never mind. I just, you know, wasn't the most common. I'm a married man. So I asked, could we, um, could we put down the bar between us? Do you mind? She said, I'm not exaggerating. I am eating now. I was like, oh, I, I noticed. <laughs> I, hear. The, the, I, I promise you, the, the, what's a, the, the stewardess said, put your seat up by landing. She looked. She said, excuse me? <laughs> the, the stewardess ran to call like a head guy, like to tell her. You have to she, she looked. Literally, do you know who you're talking to? I thought the whole time, like I never met the Queen of England. I was like excited. I was sitting next, like I, I, I wanted to like take a picture. I, my phone doesn't have picture. I, to ask a bacher, like which celebrity this was. Like I, I, she was a therapist who was a narcissist. I saw other things. It was very real. Do you know who you're talking to? Like the whole time, it was like so cute. It was one of the best trips I had. It was just. It was actually funny. Who she was? Who she was, Shraggy? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she, a narcissist, you, you can't believe it. Like, who the heck are you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> if you know a narcissist, that's like it's it, you can't you can't under it's like wild. It's, do you know who you're talking to? And you're trying to figure out like, <laughs> and they'll give this off their whole life to everybody they deal with. It's not it's not logical. You just lit. <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. It's 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 funny and sad and dangerous and crazy. That's one aspect of a narcissist. One of the aspects of a narcissist is they have no gratitude. What I mean they have no gratitude? A narcissist, you could do tremendous amount for them. They'll say thank you. But you can't believe a healthy person, thank you means that it's stored up. And 10 minutes later, I feel something to you. Gratitude is not saying thank you. Your wife makes supper... Gratitude is when she does something wrong, but she made supper. It's how it stores, it stays. A narcissist, it never stays. It's like to somebody who was like incredibly good. A second later, they like treat. Um, I thought I'd done a lot for you. Nothing's how. 
It's the opposite of, opposite of gratitude. Big people, G'daylim, 50 years later, they have the energy of, of appreciation. You give a Gadol a ride, like 50 years later, they're like, still like appreciating, you gave him a ride. Like, it's happened a long time. You don't, it does, it's the opposite of narcissism. You gave me a ride. Whoa. Uh, you paid me back. I started a big tzaddik shir. The amount he gives me, does for me, says to me, he started. We, that, that long depleted that, like, that, I did start a shi. I, I, I feel good about it. It long depleted my zchus. It never depletes by this person. He has gratitude. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a guddle. It's a very complicated thing. He so lives with appreciation. The Torah says gratitude after the attack is describing what gratitude is. It's not called gratitude to thank your mother because she made supper. Gratitude is when she was supposed to wake you up and she didn't, you made supper, mom, I love you. That's gratitude. It's not, it's not, it's not like, oh, you're running gratitude now. That is the only thing that's called gratitude. Your gratitude is the appreciation. Whatever it can withstand, that's the amount of gratitude you have. Your dog served you 10 years, so how many wolf attacks could it withstand? That's the only question of your gratitude. It's not gratitude to say thank you. Thank you is you want to express, you, you have something with schal by me, you did for me. I know that, that that's stored. That's stored. How many wolf attacks it can stand, that's the, that's the depth of your gratitude. You know what I'm saying, Davy? That's true. That true gratitude is something with schal. I They did for me. They cared. That matters. I hold that. I hold on. And th- they do something wrong, but you have stored credit by me. You have a lot of credit. It's gar- You have a lot of credit by me. You have a lot of credit. You just have so much stored credit. The narcissist, the, the, it stands out, nothing is chal, it's like wild. You could do a tremendous amount and zero is chal. It's like, it's pachat b'chadim. The gadol is the opposite, and, and the benayinim work towards gadol, they hold on to gratitude, it survives craziness. You can like do 10 bad things and they still have great, like it doesn't, years don't stop it, storms don't stop it. You drove me. Yeah, but I also hit you, Rob. I did a lot of things to you in the interim. You drove me. It's chal and survives many, 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 many attacks of wolves. Our avoiding gratitude is to focus and be misbinding on good that was done, that it has, it's chal, it's chal, to the point that it withstands much, much difficulties. I'm sorry, I went very over. Let's get to second Seder. For those that didn't have a minchah minion right now to make shkia in the annex.